it isn't easy. It's not just something like just because you are somewhat talented at something, none of it's going to be easy. You have to really put in that work in. You have to seek out every opportunity that's possible. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Creative How, the podcast for curious creatives. Jed, what if I told you you could turn a career in film, photography, and advertising into a whole new thing, interior design with plants? Sean, I'd tell you that you're Hilton Carter, today's guest on our podcast. And everybody, just check out Hilton Carter's Instagram, and you'll see what all the fuss is about. And by the way, he's coming out with a new book called Wild at Home, available all over the place. Crazy inspirational episode. Let's get into it. Hilton, thank you for coming. Welcome to the podcast. No problem. I appreciate you guys uh, having me come out here to do this. I love uh, hearing my voice in a microphone. We, lo- cool. we love it too already. Who doesn't? It's going to be great. Um, so let's start here. This is, I think this is interesting. We've obviously done a lot of research and the, the easiest research to do is to look at how you describe yourself on your social media channels. So you describe yourself on Instagram as a plant stylist, a creator of green interiors and a visual storyteller. And then on Twitter, you say filmmaker. And so that's a lot of stuff. So how do you see yourself? How do you describe yourself to people? Man, I got to go back into uh, Twitter and fix what's happening. No, no, actually, (laughs) how do I describe myself to people? It all depends on the individual who is uh, approaching me. So at work, I obviously would would describe myself as a filmmaker or a uh, creator of visual content um, when it comes to someone who I know has been, I guess, aware of me based on Instagram. It would be a plant stylist or someone who is in interior styling or plants in general. Um, But other than that, it's really a ball of creativity. I grew up here in Baltimore. went to an art high school, Carver Center for Art and Technology, which is pretty close to where we are now. Ended up going to Maryland Institute College of Art. Left there and went to get my graduate degree uh, in film out in California. So that filmmaker, I guess, title is still there. But if I wanted to give myself a few more titles, I mean, sure. But uh, they asked for you to put something down there. So years ago when I was on Twitter, I actually put filmmaker. So that's what it is. But Instagram, I guess, as most individuals who are listening to this probably know uh, that's my plant styling, the plant-based interior, I guess, space. Like that is the thing that I push out on that, uh, I guess, um, platform the most. My head was spinning just doing the research because it it was like (laughs) once we started going deep on it, it was like you had your hands in all these things. And uh, I think I'm busy. How do you keep it all straight, man? Like, how do you manage? Uh, well, <laughs> it gets it gets a bit overwhelming uh, at times. I guess even today uh, was very stressful for me based on the fact that I do have a full-time job uh, working in an ad agency. So uh, balancing that day uh, hustle with the night hustle um, can become a bit of a mess, um, luckily I have a wife that is, uh, in, 
for me, understanding and willing to provide me with the uh, push, the uh, generosity of just supporting me in, in a ton of ways, uh, not just verbally, not uh, physically, just knowing that she is there regardless of where I am, like I am right now. Like mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> she'd probably say, like, well, what are you doing after work? And I'm like, well, I'm going to go talking to a microphone with some guys about what I'm doing. So um, having, having someone like that, having someone like that uh, to have your back helps. Uh, also for me, there's a lot of nights in early morning. So I wake up pretty early and I go to bed pretty late. So that's when I do a lot of the things that are necessary to have both work at this present time. And you're getting different things from each one of those endeavors, right? But it's, does it all kind of, spearhead into just your creative and every part of your for life. sure like i can't i can't i mean the, the only reason why i ended up getting into interior design or interior styling uh per se which led into all of the plant uh stuff that it is now is because i had this full-time job after working so many years of freelance that after i would come home let's say six o'clock I would feel a bit empty in a way where I was like, I need to do more. Like I wanted to do more and I wanted to actually have a uh, thing that I could still call mine. As a freelance artist, you can, everything that you're doing in some ways, if you're uh, doing a little bit to pay the rent, like I have a, a saying that I actually picked up from a friend of mine, uh, a mentor of mine back in LA, which is some for the rent, some for the real when it comes to making content or film or commercials, whatever it is, basically some projects you're just going to do because it's a paycheck. You're going to get it and you get it done. And others are just passion projects where you're going to spend that time to make sure that everything that you really love, you're going to put into that work. So for me, there's a, uh, there was a moment where I was just going to work nine to five, nine to six, mm -hmm. whatever it was. And I would come home and I was like, well, I'm not personally fulfilled yet. I need to fill that hole up at this moment. So I knew I couldn't do more filming at the time, but I wanted to do interior design. So in that I decided that I would start taking more photos of my space. But my wife actually had the idea that she was like, well, she's younger than me, at least eight years younger than me. She said, you should start use, basically utilizing social media more and posting more of the images of our home on Instagram and obviously using hashtags, et cetera. So for me, like that was the thing that pushed the whole thing into a, I need to have my daytime job that film, that video, visual side, I guess, that box checked, but then also a little bit of this interior design box check. And I, then that's where I am now. I love that because that whole idea, there's this other idea of just the mental salary that you earn. And that plays right into it. It's a very similar yeah. concept. Like you need to have something that just maybe doesn't pay you yet in, you know, for the rent for both, for sure. but there is a mental salary that just keeps you sharp, fresh, invested. So yep. you can go tackle that other thing. I think that's a really cool insight. People are going to really dig about this. Definitely. Well, also if people look at your Instagram, I'll just, well, I won't project what I think on them. <laughs> I'll just say what I think. It's unbelievably beautiful. And it's, it's really like, thank you. There's a lot of amazing stuff out there that people can see, but it actually, as you scroll through it, it's, sort of 
uh, engulfs you in almost the environment that you've created in, in real life. So you've done some amazing stuff there. I really appreciate that. Thank you. But I want to take, take a step back. I think you started getting into um, interior design and especially thinking about plants in New Orleans. Is that right? I did. Well, I would say the idea of interior design actually came about uh, via the passion for film. So I started in film as wanting to mainly just be a director. But for me, the art direction or the production design in a space, it was the one thing that as a director, I focused on in my film work because that part of the process helped tell the story. It also played, it almost played as an additional character in, in the story, right? So for anything that I was making, I always looked at that as something that was important. What, what type of carpet would be on the floor? What type of painting? What, what, what does that say about the individuals that are in that scene? Um, is, is the, is the, are the walls painted a certain way or all these different details that make up the scene. So for me, that was always important when it came to filmmaking. And I kind of shifted that, that idea or that love for that into my home. So I thought, well, what, what makes me, right? When you come into my space, when you first walk in, if I'm not there, what tells you everything about who I am? So I started paying more attention to that. And as you, as I got older, um, obviously I, 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 and I hope this for, and I would wish this for every person is that they would start to get more money as they got older. Right. So I was able to start purchasing, uh, I would say more expensive, uh, items like a leather couch maybe, or things that I really wanted. So I started filling my space with items that I cared for. Um, more so than items that I knew I would toss away later. Right. Like I wasn't just shopping uh, for everything in my apartment from Ikea. I was going to say out with you the Ikea exactly. in, with the, in with the restoration hardware. Exactly. <laughs> Shout out restoration hardware. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> so it was more so the idea that now that I have a, a space that I feel like I'm going to care more about, like let's put pieces in it that say more about me. Um, so then that's kind of where that whole process started to uh, take shape was in New Orleans, just because I kind of found myself uh, in a, a space that kind of, I don't know, called for more of a, a, a look. It demanded for me to really put a, my stamp on it. And because I had these really large windows and living in this tropical uh, climate, bringing plants into the home just felt right. 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 So in that process, I started bringing one, two, five, 10, 20, 60. So this is, a, this is a situation of snowballing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> snowball, kind of 100%. Like, I woke up and I have... This is, this is what happened. Right? It happens, it man. And, and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I'm almost positive. If you read, if you talk to most of the people, uh, on, on, on Instagram or just in general. Now, if, if you know anyone who has just started to become a plant lover, bringing plants into their homes, uh, they're more than likely now obsessed in, in the fact that they have brought in 10, 20 plants where maybe a few months ago they only had one or they had none. I had a workshop this past weekend and a kid, this guy, Mike, who had come to one of my, my propagation workshops maybe six months ago, had seven plants at that moment. 
when I saw him on uh, Sunday, I said, how many plants do you guys have? Talked to Mike. Mike says, I have over a hundred plants. And I was like, that is exactly, that's the thing. Like that's the, the shift that happens in people. I don't ask for that. I don't try to push that, put that type of pressure on people too. Cause it's not a race. It's not like whoever can fill their homes with, with the most amount of plants has and. the best apartment or home. You don't win in this. You have to, the whole thing is yes, filling your space with a ton of plants or filling your space with plants that work in your particular situation, light wise, uh, care wise makes you feel so much better right now. I'm in a space where I can almost feel like there isn't one single plant in here. And my brain is like, where are the plants. <laughs> Is there a plant in here? Wow. I feel, Guys. I feel guilty. Wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We, we have to be honest. We haven't done a lot of decorating in here. And um, I don't think that counts. I think we both feel horrible, horrible about ourselves right now. It's all good. It's I, all good. Uh, I've got a ton of questions. Um, so this is like really, really fascinating because we, we haven't talked to someone that does what you do um, from, from the plant interior design standpoint. So my, I think my first one is, I'm trying to stay on task here. Are there starter plants? Oh, there's starter plants. <laughs> like, like, how do you, like, cause right kit. now I'm, I'm, I'm personalizing all of this stuff and I'm sure. thinking like, I don't have the confidence, you know, I can, I, 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 I don't have the confidence to raise two little girls. I, I don't <laughs> know if I have the confidence to do a plant either. So are there like training wheel plants? Like what are the but things? Kinda, kinda. But do you have two little girls? Yes. Okay, so you have two little girls. I mean, I, I'm not, I, I'm not going not to that assume <laughs> assume that uh, they weren't planned. Um, but I have a dog, and my wife. <laughs> I also have two cats. I was going to say my wife has two cats. <laughs> right. No, you're well, right. We, we have a dog and two cats. So I got to like that part. Now, my <laughs> wife has two cats because that's the type of person she is. I have a dog because that's the type of person I am. I break this down when it comes to plants. There's cat people and there's dog people. Sorry for tapping the table if you guys right. heard that sound. Right. Um, cat people, uh, if you're a cat person, you are understanding or you have the the understanding of a cat requires a certain amount of care from you. Most of the time, a cat is going to give you love, share that love with you whenever the hell they feel like it, right? A cat, you can place down some food, walk out, hang out for the whole weekend, maybe come back, and there's a little, still a little food in the bowl that they can take themselves through a litter box, use the restroom. You just come back two days later, scoop it up. A dog, a person that wants to have a dog knows they're going to have to take their dog out at least four times a day, they're going to have to play with that dog, work a little bit of that energy out of that, that dog. They're going to have to feed the dog twice, maybe three times a day. They're going to have to uh, fill that dog with some, uh, a bit of emotional energy, right? They're going to have to be around it. So when you're talking about someone who is trying to find out what type of plants they want to bring in or how many plants they can bring into their space. You see them as cat people or dog people. Hmm. If you're the type who is a dog person, you know that when you're going out to bring in a plant, you're going to bring, you have the ability to bring in a plant that asks for a lot of attention Okay, that requires to be watered maybe three times a week that requires to be wiped down. That requires a certain type of light to be rotated, et cetera, et cetera. If you're a cat person, you go, well, I travel a lot. I, I'm very forgetful. Uh, I have a dark apartment 
things of that nature, you'll go, well, what type of plants do I need? And then you put yourself in that little pocket of plants that might do well without your care. Like a cat will, a cat will still thrive, will still be alive if you forget about it for two days still be alive a dog will tear your house apart because it's like it's gonna crap everywhere it's gonna (laughs) rip your refrigerator open because it needs to eat so those are things that you have to be aware of so for you if you wanted to start a kit i i i I find myself a few years ago starter kit would be easy i did a a video a few weeks ago about a starter kit but in that video it's 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 easy to take a soundbite of someone saying a starter kit for plants are snake plants easy plant rattlesnake go for it but what I want people to understand are, are I, people say things, plants are low light, low maintenance, because you can push them, shove them into a space that is okay for them to tolerate. Hmm. So it's two different words. It's two, there's two T words with plants. There's tolerate and there's thriving. So it's like, would I personally like to be shoved into a place that I can tolerate or do I want to be placed in a place where I can, or placed in a spot where I can thrive? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So for someone who is, is new to plants, they just have to figure out what type of plant person they are. Just be self-aware and go, well, man, I travel every week I leave town or I'm just forgetful. Maybe I can have a cactus that probably needs to be watered depending on your space every two to three weeks and then come winter, you're not really watering your plant at all. Right. But if you're someone who like, I really want something to care for. Like, I feel like I'm just, it's like, like almost like when folks say like getting a puppy is almost like a starter kit for bringing in kids. Right. Like someone can go, well, I need, I want something that is, is challenging. That's when they, you, you toss in something like a fiddle leaf fig. For someone who like really wants to be a part of it, so so when it comes to saying that starter kit, there are plants that are low maintenance. You can hit the Google search, the Instagram search, whatever it is, whatever search engine you want to go on, um, but and you'll find plants like pothos, which you've probably seen in anyone's grandmother's house, maybe hanging anywhere. These like the viney style plants, mm-hmm. snake plant, zz plant, like I said, or rattlesnake. Um, those are the plants that I I say are. Uh, I guess, low maintenance. But again, like I said, uh, you have to just be aware that they are being, uh, they are giving you so much. Be- so Basically, they're giving you so much for you giving them basically nothing. Right. So basically start with a self-assessment of you. Well, so hold on, let me just interject here because the whole time, I, I was thinking Hilton, that was like really, really interesting. And it's easy for me because I'm a dog person. So I have some insights. What about a rabbit? A rabbit person? Does, does <laughs> I don't know what Sean the care levels of rabbits are. Rabbit. <laughs> your, your kids have a rabbit. I won't say you have yeah, a rabbit. I yeah. So what is it? Hilton said Sean, his wife Sean, has cats. Yeah. My kids have a rabbit. <laughs> All right. All right. So Sean doesn't have maybe a rabbit. If you come back for a second episode, <laughs> Sean has a pond. Just think about the rabbit thing. Um, <laughs> Oh man. But is, is there, so it's, you're very passionate about this and I'm wondering if there's like a plant community, uh, people, obviously. Damn right. There's a plant community, man. I wouldn't be where I am if there weren't. I think the idea that I, I, I mean, everyone always asks like, what happened? Like, as far as like social goes, like what happened? Right place, right time. Like this is what it is. I was, I already had the plants. I just needed to point my camera in a certain direction and, capture the interior design of my space and, and a 
plants just happened to be uh, in the peripheral. And people were like, what's that plant? Like, that's a really cool plant. And then one of my friends was like, you need to stick to this plant thing. Like, people like <laughs> seeing your plants. I'm like, but I want them to see the space. People were like, what's, what's that plant? And I was like, all right, cool. We're going to go with that. We're going to go with it. And I think that, I think because of the platform that is Instagram, you find your community. You find your, your, your people. Like you can be into anything. You can be into uh, just making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches all day. There's a community of people that's probably into that too. Like there's, there's a, there's a thing that you can, and that's what I love about social. And I, and I talk about this all the time is, is that you, whatever your dream is, you can instantly decide to make that a business, make that your thing and take it and push it out into the world. And there's someone who is with you for the ride. And in my plant and interior community, I feel like there's nothing but generosity and passion again for growing plants indoors and talking about them. People are very excited about it and excited to see it because for one, visually when you look at it, it makes you go, wow, I want to be there. I want to be in that space. But those who are creating these spaces for themselves in their homes start to get to feel it face to face right there. And they're like, this is it. Like, this is right. Like, why haven't I been doing this earlier? Like the, the stress of caring for the plants is one thing, but it's almost as if you're the stress of working on a really cool project and then seeing it come to fruition and like be that thing that you were thinking about at the end, seeing that all play out. So that's really it. You, this sounds like almost like a, a hobby that you you kind of just exploded into, into what it is right now. Those early days of Instagram, were you doing much engagement like w- with other like-minded folks? I'm just curious about your strategy to social let it, people know you were out there. Social is all about, again, the, for me, it was, it's hard to say. It's like the chicken or the egg type thing here mm-hmm. because um, I feel like a lot of the time when I first started, whenever I would get a repost by a bigger account, um, I would go, oh, wow. Like, like, the, like they took took my image and pushed it out there. And then more people saw it, right? So you get more followers. But the thing that I... I thought from from almost day one was I had to do it, and which is funny because I talk about this at work is I had to do an audit of my own account and I had to understand why if I was going to go about pushing if I was going to go about trying to be an interior interior designer interior stylist to get you to want me to come to your your home and style your space I had to figure out how to pull you in. How to get you to go, yes, he knows what he's talking about. He he knows what he's doing. So I thought, well, why, for all of the people that I follow, why do I follow them? What makes them 
what makes their account, what they post something that I stop scrolling and then either double tap or maybe even comment. So for me, like that's what I had to do first. And then understanding that I knew that I had to stick with a certain color palette. I knew that I only wanted for what I wanted to do is I wanted to make sure that all of my images had some sort of greenery in it because that was my thing. Like that's, that's what my space was. And that's where I was going to stick. I was going to stick in this lane. I was going to stay in my lane and do this thing. So once that started to, uh, well, once I started thinking about those things, I started thinking about the way of creating images that would also make sure that you stopped and, and liked it or would comment because as an, as an artist and as a filmmaker, like I don't consider myself, a, I guess, a, a photographer, but I'm taking photos for my account, right? But to me, it was all about framing, composition, uh, light, like all of those things mm. that the platform is. Like Instagram is a image-based platform. If the images aren't great, no, I mean, like no one's taking the time to look at it. Right. If it's not striking enough, no one's going to take the time to look at it. So I would make sure that everything was lined up in my space. I would clean, clean up whatever area I was doing. I would make sure that if I was going to, if I was going to put the image out there, that it would be put out in a way where every image that I put out, I felt could be in my future art magazine of an interior space. Right. So the larger accounts, I think decided to post or repost my images because they were good images. So I'm fortunate, very fortunate and very appreciative of the fact that they actually did that. But at the same time, I don't know if they would have done it if the images were lacking. Like right. my wife and I, uh, I don't have her image on my phone. I'll show you, but my wife and I, and my wife and I were in New York maybe three weeks ago. We were sitting at the bar and the bartender made her this amazing cocktail. Beautiful, beautiful cocktail. She's like, I'm gonna take a photo of it. So she took a photo and I was like, oh, cool. I'm going to take a photo. And then I took a photo. It was a photo off. Ugh. It was a photo off. <laughs> and my wife, my wife is a dentist. Uh, she's, she's great at everything that I'm not great at. And she's also great at some of the things that I'm also pretty cool at. Um, she's just super smart, but she's not the best artist. I'll say that. So, Again, I mean, in this test of... of it could have been anybody. It could have been anyone. It wasn't... The thing. Exactly. It's, it's not the, the matter of your wife. Thing is, yeah, exactly. The thing is, it's, it's, it's the eye, right? right? You have to have the right eye to take... To, to, see, to see something and correctly uh, capture it. So I feel like for me, not only... And I said this earlier about the being in the right place at the right time. I also had the right toolkit to... Uh, make it so that it, the following would grow right, so right. that people could see an image that they really liked. And I think that kind of helped in all of the things that have come for me, like making a book, like I had, I did all the photography for the book, did all the writing I, for the book. So yeah. I was just going to say, I don't think, you know, you're all your training is kind of coming to a head and you're leveraging all these really great details you learned in filmmaking in school and yeah. you're doing the promotional element side of your side hustle while also doing the actual plant care and design of this space. It's just occurring to me that maybe not everybody can do that. Somebody might be have to hire a photographer For sure. 
and a stylist to come in and you're doing it all your full service. And that is giving you sort of an edge. I guess so, man. I, I feel like, and that's why when people are like, well, when are you going to leave your job? Or when, or when are you going to decide to do one thing or the other? I'm like, I can't decide to do one thing or the other because they both make me who I am. Hmm. And I, and so it would tear me. I don't know what it would do to me if I had to choose one or the one over the other right now to me, I am built in the way I am at this very moment because of all of the things that I've gone through or places that I've been when it comes to art. So having a job that is in advertising where I get to feed that want to create via video or maybe also photography or writing uh, helps me when I am thinking about how I'm going to create a post for my own work. Mm-hmm. Right. If, if I don't know, like maybe I'm just being super selfish and, and eating out of both candy bowls, right. Both cookie bowls. Um, but I feel like it is, if I continue to force myself to have, to make the time to do both, uh, at a high level, once once the quality dies on one or the other, then obviously You're something's gonna, gonna something's gonna have to be done there. But for me right now, like I feel like I I am passionate enough for uh, Pope to really continue where I am, and I think because of that the the duality of the two, it has helped me today. It's really interesting, you know. I think some of this podcast that we've done has been a bit existential for me and for Sean. I think, you know, every time we have a guest afterwards, we talk about stuff and it's like, sometimes it's really inspiring and sometimes it really makes uh, us question ourselves. And I'm seeing something in you, like you seem, you got here and we know you're busy and you're, you know, you got right into it, but you seem really happy and you seem really like excited. And when I am fulfilling my creative uh, needs. I feel like that too. For sure. So are you like, am I right? Am I reading this right? Dude, I am the, well, I'm the happiest I've ever been uh, in my entire life. And I think is honestly, I would have to say it's because of the one thing when I moved back to Baltimore in 2015, uh, an agency that you know about actually pulled me in and they said, we want to, we want to bring uh, a production company in house. And I've been working freelance and that freelance life for me for almost 10 years were probably some of the most stressful years in my life. When 2008 hit, uh, 2009, when 2008 hit, I didn't really see anything. I didn't, I didn't suffer. There wasn't any, there wasn't nothing happened yet. It wasn't until 2009 and 2010. And, if, and as a freelancer, it was probably the darkest times of probably most of our lives, right? Like it's just, it was just hard. And I, because of that, because of the freelance hustle, there's always a need to uh, make sure that you're available for the next job. So my, stress levels were insanely high. I went through a few relationships that maybe could have worked out if I wasn't in that space, but they didn't, which was great for me because when I moved back to Baltimore to take this full-time job that I did at that time, 
it let me let my hair down. Now I can't. I don't have the type of hair that can be let down, guys. But um, wow. you know what I'm yeah, saying. Like I got to, I got to, I got to, I got to. Yeah, Jed, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I, do. I definitely do. It's a figure of speech. Figure of speech. I got it. You feel me? So yeah, I got to like kick back and relax for a second, and in that process was when I was like, ah, I can finally breathe for a second, and then everything else, it's just like cake man like everything else is just extra greatness and in that process i met my wife married her moved into this great space found this community of people that were uh excited about the same things i was excited about and when i do stuff that uh i feel i'm into like i'm in, i'm passionate about it's just play like i'm just playing That's around awesome. yeah. and People are like, yeah, keep doing that. And I'm like, what this thing that, like, I already had this plant. You you want to see more of it? You want me to see more of this plant? Cool, I just did it because <laughs> that's just what I like to do. So uh, yeah, man, it's 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 I'm, I'm I I love that you picked up on that because yes, I am insanely happy. I mean, obviously, stress is stress, but I can't complain, man. Like, right. I stress out about the stuff that is challenging challenging me at work, and I happen to be blessed to to have a job that I kind of dreamed about. Right. You know, so yeah, man, it's cool. great. Now, now I know this is all, we're just feeling love here. We're all happy, Absolutely. but I want to talk about the, Bring dark, the negativity. Bring it. I want to oh. talk about the darker side of plant care. You've killed plants. I know you have. You're pointing your finger at me. And yes, I, I know you have. <laughs> I want you to level with us. We it's all not have. all, it's not all sunshine and baby butts. <laughs> no, it's, it, it's, if you're, if you're, if you are passionate about plants and you care about uh, taking uh, full, I guess, full responsibility in their well-being, just like you would in your, your with your pets or your, your rabbit, 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 and your kids, um, there you're, you're going to find yourself upset or sad when you lose one or two or three. It all depends on what's happening at the time. And um, I had a friend uh, message me the other day uh, about just like, like me killing plants. I was like, yeah, I have to be fully, fully transparent in a way with those that want to consider me as, the plant God, right? Like you can't do anything wrong with plants, but no man, like plants are living things. Like some plants just have a life cycle, like everything else. Like they can just all of a sudden catch a disease and be, and die. Right. But my, 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 uh, kill rate. Yes. <laughs> definitely. This is great. Yes. <laughs> it's definitely not, not, not anywhere close to, uh, those who, uh, are just in it and not really caring at all. I think I've, I've killed, and I would think that most of us have done this, uh, and those in my community have done this. I've killed more plants because of over-caring for them than mm. lack of care. All in monetary value of plants you've killed. 
I don't know, man. Like, I mean, I mean, numbers wise, well, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking, I'm like, thinking here. Maybe, is it uh, substantial? No, no, no. Okay. All of my not number of plants, but I know, no, the I know, value. I know, of I, know them. I know what you're talking okay. about, and that's what I'm thinking. Like, none of the expensive plants. And I say that because there's, <laughs> when I say expensive, I guess I'm also talking larger plants. None of yeah. the larger plants I've had a uh, depth with because I don't even want to say this, but I guess. It's because the larger plants or any any plant that is expensive, I would say, I only purchase an expensive plant because I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I've killed plants in the past by testing something out, something that I wasn't I wasn't too familiar with, mm-hmm. thought I knew more than I did, and uh, lost that battle, and like felt bad about felt bad about it every weekend as I was watering it or trying to figure it out. And my wife knows like Sundays or Saturdays, whenever I'm watering, maybe, uh, you know, stay away from me for a little bit because that's when I'm like in the, I'm in it. I'm completely in it and trying to figure it out. So if, if a leaf is, has turned yellow, I've, I mean, I've learned to chill out a little bit more, but um, <laughs> if a leaf is turning yellow and I know that it shouldn't, be yellow yeah. or or starting to lose some leaves it stresses me out like it would like if i was if i saw my dog like whimpering all the time i would go what is going on what's happening here like you were just okay what what just yeah. happened and i'm in it trying to figure it out and that stress is a part of what i have decided to take on like I, i'm 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 bringing i'm putting that on my back and saying all right i'm gonna roll with this are, and that's how i got into it it's that challenge of like let's keep all of these things alive and i like that are you taking that because you feel bad about the plant or are you taking that as an indictment on your skills no 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 like but this is this is embedded in me as a competitive person i would say so before i even had anyone I, anyone's eyeballs on me uh you, you can uh, refer back to like past relationships. They'll tell you that he, he was a real pain in the butt when it came to uh watering day with his plants. He was not cool to be around. Um, so yeah, I we, just, we, it just makes me upset. We were talking about the, the one video with you and your wife. I, I don't think I was, I think it was uh, wall street journal. Wall street journal That's it. Yeah. Really strong piece. But. <laughs> we think she was messing with you. When she, you think she was messing well, with she was like, you know, you're When's like, the last time you watered it? You're, I think it might have been a cactus. And she was, I don't know, I think like two days ago. It seemed like she was she, she was fucking with you. Like she, like she did water it or she didn't? Like she was just trying to get a rise out. Yeah, like pushing your buttons. No, no, no. Like, she didn't water yeah. anything. <laughs> Since that piece, that window has become mine again. Real talk. Like she she is out. She's, she, she's no longer watering anything in the house. That's great. If she if she listens to this, she doesn't listen to any of my podcasts. You know, and if you listen to this, you know you are out. <laughs> That's awesome. That was a great video. Um, I, we we do we want to get into your book in a minute, but I think maybe we, we could uh, take another bit of a step back, I guess. But in terms of um, your vision, in particular to design, interior design. Where do you get inspiration? You know, like some people it's reading, some people it's music, some people it's art. What about you? Man, um, inspiration for interior design. I can't say it's from music. Um, I can say it's from film, art, old art, paint, like old paintings. Um, A lot of what 
others in the in the space do. Um, I would definitely say that for sure. Like, um, I will see something and go, well, how can I flip that to make that mine? Right. Um, I think that a lot of what I have brought into my own space was things that I've seen through my travels. Right. So, uh, the bookshelf in my studio space, I saw that in Berlin as a, it's almost like a pantry of sorts. It was holding, um, uh, uh, I would say dishware and other little small objects. It's a lot of plates and glassware and et cetera, just being stored at this Thai restaurant. And I was like, well, if they, if they flipped it a bit and made it work as a bookshelf, that would be pretty, uh, unique in the way that it had this like almost organic feel to it. Right. But also I needed, I needed something in that space that would draw the eye up given that the ceilings in that space are really, really tall. So I thought I should have something that was that, that kind of went high, went high in the space. And then when you saw it made an instant impression on you. Like if you go to the Peabody, the Peabody Library is like one of the most iconic libraries in the world, right? Mm -hmm. And that space to me, like when you see it, is there's something about it yeah. that just feels so right. Now, ask me. You can ask any if I've read most of those books on those shelves. No, like a lot of those books are were because that, that that space was built. My studio space was built as a space for me to style to do what I've been talking about is showing people that I can style a space. Maybe you'll hire me to do it, to do yours. Right. Is that a, is that a living, is it constantly in flux? Are you, are you doing so, section by section and kind of no, rearranging it? Yes. Yeah. So the entire apartment is, is furnished, but if I feel like, all right, I've had enough of this space being a bedroom, which uh, the bedroom was a bedroom at one point, I'm now I'm going to turn it into a dining room. So now cool. the okay. the space that was a bedroom is now a dining room. The living room hasn't changed at all. Um, the dining room is where I'm kind of the bedroom dining room. That room is kind of where I'm playing with uh, bringing in new furniture, just so I can have different looks to showcase. How often do you turn that over? Maybe every four months. Okay. Yeah. So I think possibly in the next month or two, I'm going to do something new, maybe in the, maybe in the living room, maybe that needs a, a change, but everyone seems to love that leather couch in there. So right. I don't know. It is a dope leather couch. Know. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Is there, so is there like a notebook that you're kind of, kind of, you know, sketching or keeping notes, man, I nightstand kind of thing. I keep a, it's like a, well, it is a sketchbook, but it's like a daily planner that I just write down whatever I think about mm -hmm. the moment, but also every single thing I need to do in that day is full of just everything. That's also how I make sure that I get things done is by crossing something off. So I'll, yeah. late at night, I'll write everything down for the next day, what I need to accomplish or what isn't like, I have a podcast at 6.30, cross that off or... Hopefully you get to cross that off or whatever it is. You're crossing it off. Yeah, I'm crossing yeah, it off now. I'm here. I'm, I'm here. Nailing it. Um, so what's your what's your process for design? We want to get into client relationships too, but also you get a job. 
how do you go about doing your creative work in terms of design? I'm sure you have to see the space that you're designing towards, but where's it go? First, seeing the space. Second, understanding the individual um, and what kind of makes them tick and what they get, uh, I guess, energized from or what makes them kind of vibrate. Like to me, like that's, that's the first step before you can even uh, work forward from there. And then you kind of bounce, base everything off of budget, right? So it's like, where's your budget? Like you have champagne taste, but you know, real crappy <laughs> budget. So uh, you have to, you have to figure it out. So if someone's like, I want to, I want a mix of old and new, right? Um, maybe you'll then hit a few like thrift stores or consignment shops and, 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 Work it out that way, but it all—it's all based on the individual and the space that they already have. That's cool. I just thought of something while you were talking. That, you know, so you're a filmmaker too, but and I'm sure you do some of the same things we do. You go somewhere, or I'll go somewhere, and I'll see something, or I'll, or I'll read something, and I'll immediately start criticizing it in my own head, or watch a movie and deconstruct <laughs> the scene, or whatever. If you go somewhere no. and you see. Bad oh, plant no. care. What happens? <laughs> are you grabbing the spritzer from what like, the hell are you like is reaching going across on here? On, Anytime just... someone invites me into their home or any place, they're like, don't judge my plant. <laughs> if I look at a plant, they're like, why are you looking at it? Why are you judging it? <laughs> they, they, they'll give me all the disclaimers before I even walk in. So no, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not judging. I just like plants. So if you see me, if I'm walking to your home and I'm at, and I'm near your plant, I'm not judging you and, and your lack of care. <laughs> Um, I'm just, it sounds like I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the plant. I'm just taking in the Good. plant and checking it out. Great. So you've enjoyed, you enjoy plants so much, man. You wrote a book about it. I did. Tell I did. us a little bit about that. Well, the book is called wild at home. Uh, and it is the first of many. <laughs> I don't know, man. It, uh, the book is, uh, well, I guess when I first, well, when the publishers reached out about this book, I had previously thought that I was going to make a book that would be like a art book about plants that I would self-publish. And doing the numbers to put out a book, I was like, I would have to sell. I would have to sell this thing for fifty dollars each to make my money back <laughs> on this whole, I this project in general. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna sit this one out for a bit and just see what happens. Um, so when the publishers came to me about creating this book, I was like, okay, because what you want me to create is what I've already been putting out via social. I've been telling people how to care for plants. I've been showing them how to style them. I've been already in, I'm already in that space. Let's do it. Um, so for me, it wasn't, I didn't second guess it. I just figured uh, I needed the time. How am I going to find the time? So uh, I, reached, I reached out to a, a, a few people about how they have written things or worked on a process like this. Or have they heard of anyone that's done anything like this before? And some friends told me the best way to go about it is to use voice, voice memo to just start getting the information hmm. out so you can take that content and then toss it into Word and then edit it. And I was very, um, I guess, uh, reluctant to start that process in the beginning. I was like, I'm not going to sit around and just talk to myself. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not going to do that. And quickly, 
I was like, I'm going to run it. I'm going to go straight into this voice memo thing. And what happened was I was driving back and forth uh, to Rockville and I was utilizing that time. When I first started my new job, I was utilizing that time to finish the book. Like, I mean, this is an hour and a half, both like hour and a half both ways. So that's like three hours of my day where I was just sitting in a car. I was like, well, what am I going to do? Listen to podcasts, listen to music. Yes. You know, yes, yes, yes. 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 Always listen to podcasts unless uh, you have a book that's due. (laughs) You have hard deadlines. You got to get that stuff out. (laughs) Good excuse. So yeah, so I would just start saying, I would just start talking about it. So before I would leave the house, I would have my chapters like all written out. And I'm like, all right, this chat today, boom, on my drive into work, I'm going to do these three chapters. And I would just talk them out. How to best water your this is watering. So what do I do? Well, um, I first grab a vessel. So it's a watering can. And then I go over to the sink and then I start, I, I turn the faucet on and then I make sure I have the right temperature. It has to be this temperature. Then I take the water and I pour it. And I was like slow pour, like a, like a pour over coffee. Chemex. Oh, yeah. yeah, I do that. Okay, cool. Okay. And then what do I do? Then hmm. I wait and I, 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 I when slowly doing that, you can then allow, make sure that all the soil in the roots are getting the, around, the right amount of water that they need. And then I wait for the water to trickle out into the base tray. And then that's when I know I've given enough water. But then blah, blah, blah. And I would go in, I would go through this process and I would just keep talking it out. Like, hold on, maybe I didn't want to say it that way. And then when I got home later that day or just after kidding. my wife went to bed for the next three hours, I would just edit that in Word. And then I have a whole chapter on watering, watering my plants That's instead awesome. of just sitting in front of a blank screen. Really it's like, good. how am I going to do this? So That's, it really helped me out. That's amazing. I think, um, you know, just to, to actually maximize your time just for that drive. For sure. Yeah. It's really, really, really great. Yeah. It's really cool because we have uh, interviewed two writers, um, two novelists, and they have really different processes okay. and neither one of them is anything like yours. Oh, that's awesome. So it's like, it's really, got three, it's, it's cool for us, but it's like our audience, we're trying to teach them. And that's a third way. Everybody's different, you know, and that's yeah. a third way to write a book. And just so it's I'm really clear, cool. the book is part, um, how to manual. The book is art. how to, well, you can call it that. Sure. I, I guess I would just say, well, what would you if, call it? If, what would I call? I would say it's a uh, guide on how to care for plants and how to style them in your home. Honestly, uh, the imagery in themselves, yes, I would consider it art, but it's it's just the the spaces that I styled in my home and in my studio. And then a few of the folks in Baltimore who are either friends of mine or people that I've worked for who I've helped style their spaces, so you get to see and hear a bit of their take on why greenery means so much to them and filling their spaces in it. I think to me, like having, like wanting to have a art book, like a coffee table book, um, it's still a dream of mine. Did I make, did I make a coffee table book? You might consider it that a uh, coffee table book to me is just m- more, more so images or art books in a way where it's just a lot of imagery. There's a lot of words in there, man. Like I'm like, you're going to have to read, read some, a lot of this stuff, but if you're if you're new to plants or if you're already into plants, there's a lot of my side of the story of how to care for plants, how to stop with them. Mm-hmm. Like it is a I mean, it's funny because anyone could just go and again, yeah. Google. Like, how do you care for this? Google it, right? Then it's not the way I would care for right. 
a fiddle or if I would care for a fern or if I would do a certain thing, like it isn't my, and I say this a lot, it's, it, it, you're going to get a full understanding of my journey in greenery, like how I went about bringing them in and how I have decided to make sure that it's always about the plant itself and its health versus well, I just really like this cool leaf or the color of this, of this plant. And I want, I have a hole in my, like a hole in that corner that I just need to fill with something. So this thing is going to go over there when it isn't getting the proper light that it needs to survive. So real quick, I want to get into the creative house, but one question I have, like you're going to be inspiration to a lot of people via this book, via your Instagram. They're going to, their first sort of experience with some of this is going to be through you. Was there one person that inspired you? Was there the version of you for you? Inspired me to get, you know, get take on greenery. And greenery. Yeah. Honestly, I would say my, man, this is, this is interesting. My inspiration for a person. Now the inspiration for me to bring greenery indoors into my space was visiting a, uh, a cafe plant shop called Terrain up in PA. The place is beautiful. It, when I walked in, like we're sitting at a dining table like this, but imagine you're inside of a greenhouse and there's just all this beautiful foliage everywhere and the food is amazing and the smells and the air is just perfect. I wanted to have that in my home, right? Like that's my first, like, I need to have a space like this. But I wasn't thinking that I need to care for plants and bring them into my home. It's like right. <laughs> someone's going to, Maybe I'll make enough money at one point and have this as my home. Um, it wasn't until a friend of mine, uh, her mother, taught me a little bit about propagating, like how to start a cutting and grow that little piece into a full grown plant that I decided there was something that was super exciting about that, that really inspired me. Like that kind of made me go, oh, I did something. Wow, I made this thing grow into like a whole new plant. Like. That's pretty cool. Like I made that thing happen. That is cool. And that's, and that's kind of what has fed everything else. Cool. You're an expert at something already. And then you got inspired to do something else. And now you're an expert at that. Yeah. And like you said, you're on the path, but like there could be an adult professional who's a real great contributor to the world who just might want to do something different. So it's like, we're teaching, you're teaching all these people, you know? For sure. I think, I mean, honestly, like that's, to me, that's the the one thing that I find so interesting about everything right now, is just like so many people have found themselves in jobs based on paychecks, right? Or what their parents told them would be right for them. Like my mom wants me to be a doctor and I led that path and now I'm just a doctor. And it's called a shadow job. Yeah. Right. And, and like the saddest thing I've ever not the saddest thing, but one of the saddest things I've ever heard from my mother was, and I didn't even think that. And, it was, and I guess it's sad for me because I never thought to ask my mom what she wanted to be. I knew she had done jobs to make sure that I survived. That's all she had done. Like she was in, she was at jobs where I was like, I know this isn't her dream job. Like she was like, I'm, I can't wait to get up in the morning to do this job. I knew for a fact that wasn't what she was doing. That's pretty damn deep. And I'm, she and did it. Not to make light of that, but I'm going to 
call my mom and ask her that Dude, all my life until uh she was retiring and i thought about it and i was like you're retiring from a job that you didn't want to do yeah for you've done for the last 20 years what did you want to do and she was like uh i wanted to do social work i wanted to help people and i just was like what <laughs> like wow like yeah. that's what you want to do like all right well let's put you along that path like let's get you closer to helping people let's get you towards doing what will fulfill you like fill your heart your soul with happiness or you can find some sort of happiness right now because i am very uh i guess appreciative of everything like you did to make sure you cared for me yeah. obviously it's not my fault that she had right. to do this right but at the same time I know it was hard for my mom as a, as a kid to have me at the time, at the age she did. And then also continue to, uh, keep the, the ways of the world off of her back. Right. And to raise me into what I am today. Right. Um, so to, to me, that is something that when I think about individuals who are, in places where they just happen to have fallen into, like I'm just in this job, but they're not living the thing that they feel completely passionate about, or maybe they just haven't found it yet. Like I was 35, 34 when I brought the first plant into my home, right? Like I wasn't that, I wasn't like figuring this stuff out as a kid and, and thinking right. like, I'm going to be really into plants at a certain point and, studying biology and be a botanist like that wasn't my thing it wasn't until now that i am in this this plant space but it's also to me like but that interior design one has always been there it's been on the outskirts of the art and the film and all that like it's just been lingering right in that moment but to get like I've had small moments of, I would say success uh, when it comes to film and some art, but none of that has taken me as far as what social media can mm -hmm. do. When you are placing out the things that you're passionate about and being uh forthright with the things that you actually feel like and when you are showing your true self people kind of see that and i feel like if if those if they're individuals now you're talking about how to get into styling with plants like to make that as a business like you have to want to do it for one like if you want to do anything like there's there's a there's a uh, a platform for it and you can find your way. You just have to put in the work. It isn't a, when people call it a side hustle. Like to me, like I would have never have gotten to, I would never have been at this table if I, if I considered it a side hustle. It has always been the that's other cool job. Point. Yeah, that's a cool point. And that's it. So for someone who is thinking that they want to, step right into being whatever it is. So let's just say it's interior design or interior plant styling, whatever it is. Like they're like, I want to be a plant stylist. I never even heard of a plant stylist. Well, the first thing you have to do is understand what 
caring for plants means. Because when you're a plant stylist, you're not only giving people a idea of how to place plants in their home, but you're telling them what type of plants that will that will thrive, that will work well in their space to alleviate the stress of them going out to a nursery, to a hardware store, and just bringing anything into their homes. So you have to do a little homework on on plants themselves, understanding the the ways that uh, most plants operate. How do you care for them so that you can tell that to your client, right? So that's thing I would think that would be the first way of going sure. about it, mm-hmm. right? You also, I know you guys thought we we kind of trying to figure this out, but you have to understand the 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 fact that you can't. I won't know who you are unless you make me aware of you. So you have to have some sort some sort of awareness. So you have to put yourself out there. There's many ways to do that. I don't know who I, I started my. I was I started this whole process when it comes to social by never saying no. I say yes to everything. I say yes to this. I say yes to. I still do it today. I told myself in twenty. Was it 2017 or 20, 2017, I think. I was like, I'm not going to say no to anything ever again. I'm just going to keep saying yes until obviously I can't do it because I have this other commitment. So I have to tell you no, but let's figure out how to make it work later. Right? Because those are opportunities. If someone's like, hey, can you come plant style my space? And you're like someone who's like, well, I'm a plant stylist now. No, I can't because you're going to have to charge me X amount of dollars. You don't have any work. You have nothing to show. You have to do as you should just go out and plant style everyone, you know, <laughs> every friend, your parents, everyone's spaces and take really awesome photos of it. And if you aren't a good photographer, hire someone to take good photography good photos of it because that will become the portfolio. And that is the thing that people see that makes them want, they want their space to look like the image. They look at the image and they go, I want my space to look like that. They don't see the things and then go, Oh, well, I can see how this would work in my home. I can see it. The the photo's kind of dark and blurry, but yeah, I can see, right. I can see the potential behind it. No, <laughs> this could work. They, yeah. They, you have to, you have to present it. It's just like if you go to a, a, uh, any sort of fancy restaurant, but any, uh, white cloth restaurant, the plate, you're ordering a steak, but the chef is going to make sure that plate, when all the food comes out, looks like a work of art. That's what the, the, it's, it's the presentation first, then it's how it tastes. So people have to understand that it's not just the, like if you look at my Instagram, it's not just a home full of plants. And some people are always going, why is your account so popular versus someone else's account who has plants too? And I'm like, it's not about just the plants. It's about seeing the presentation, how it all comes together. I'm not trying to just show you uh, the the setup of my apartment 
I want to, I want to invite you into a feeling, a mood, a tone or a lifestyle or a lifestyle. Exactly. You know, Cause that's what I get when I see, right. I mean, I don't, I don't go, Hey, that particular plan, I'm, I'm taking it all in with the leather couch. Sure. It's all For sure. like a, this symbiotic relationship that you just take a tone and a feeling away. You're like, yeah, I want to relax there. For or sure. I want to entertain there or whatever. So yeah. you do that really well. Well, Hey, and I know we gotta let you go. No, no, are you done? I did, I don't know if I was finished with the three. I want to make yeah, sure that dude, I got that Yeah, dude, you killed it. You killed it. Oh, cool. We usually kind of do this up, and I usually go, you know, <laughs> give us the three to four things that somebody went and turn us off. But we're just gonna we're gonna roll with it, man. I think you just got into it really organically, and I, I checked the box for me. I don't know, Jed, how you those, feel about those that? Those were the creative house. Th- that, they were. They yeah, were. Just did it. Well, and, cool. I want well, to say one last thing then. Yeah, man. Because I do think that those, and, and this is beyond just interior, interior design or plant styling or whatever it is. I think the the passion for it, you should want, you should feel okay with staying up every night and 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 telling friends that you can't hang with them for the weekend or missing whatever it is that isn't super important and I'm, and I'm saying that you should miss your your cousin's bar mitzvah or your wife's and or your anniversary or any of these really important things like that's the stuff that's gonna make your 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 hustle your other your second job that's the stuff that's gonna make that actually work you have to tend to like i tend to my plants also have to tend to my wife i have to make sure that she's good because she's the one who's gonna water mm-hmm. me to make sure that i'm good right so but I'm, what i'm saying is you have to know that it isn't easy it's not just something like just because you are somewhat talented at something none of it's going to be easy you have to really put in that work and want want it to happen and you have to seek out every opportunity that's possible so for me it has always been seek out the opportunities never say no to anything that comes up if i do have to say no try to figure out a way to push it to later for that so that it can become a yes and then always do the best job I possibly can. That's it. And then that's where people can understand and respect you for your work ethic and what you're about. Well, I think people are going to take a ton away from this. No question. Good luck with the book launch. I appreciate um, it, man. We love being the launch vehicle for your promotional tour. Love it. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so what's that? What's next after after you get through all of that? What, what, what's well, 2020 have, look like? 2020. I don't know, man. This is a... Um, this is for me, there hasn't even been an actual plan for any of this. I just been taking everything as it comes. Um, so what they call this is, I think is a reactionary business, um, which I'm reacting to, uh, someone saying, Hey, can you, uh, be our influencer for this thing? And we're going to do all these other things or, uh, Hey, you want to be a part of this show here? And, uh, we'll see what happens there for me. Again, like I said, I'm just having fun. Like I, I, I haven't seen uh, any of the other side of this as work yet, um, because it's just, stuff that I kind of really like to do. Um, so I don't know what 2020 will bring. Maybe it'll bring a, se- I don't know if it can bring a second book. Maybe all of this will uh, come together and help me make my first feature film that deals with a man that talks to plants and ends up uh, 
I don't know, burying someone in a, in the soil. And then the soil. Oh, man. I don't know. Let's not talk about this. Shit, I, thought Holy I thought you were going the other way. I thought you were going to go and save the world or something. No, no, it has to be dark, man. This shit sure. just took a, this just took a turn. Right. This, is a, this was a twist. Oh, wow. That's great. Okay. Well, hey, you got to go. Those I'm a little know. nervous right now. Those who know me not like dark uh, film content. I actually really so, yeah, man. Uh, I just saw Us yesterday, too. So I still oh, haven't seen it. I'm still and, living in that space. Face. The crazy thing is, no every single thing I see right now, it says like Jordan Peele explains twist ending. I'm like, oh no, no, don't, don't, don't tell me, why, don't write that. It's, yeah. It is too soon right now. Yeah, for like sure. If it's, if it's a month or two or whatever, okay, but it, it's like been two weeks. Hey man, I still feel like Sixth Sense is still too soon. Yeah, you. Sh- I mean, if someone hasn't seen it, oh. like you can't, like I feel like you should have seen it, but some people just don't. Yeah. People miss things. They do. And watch that, it with someone who's never seen it before. I watched it with my kids. Yeah. And my daughter's reaction it, was incredible. It's, it was, it, she was I'm like, no, to that. yes, no. Uh, and they're old enough, but it was like, I'm getting goosebumps awesome. right now. My hair standing up just saying about it right she, now. She, was, she looked around and she looked at me and I was like, I just nodded my head. Yeah. It was awesome. Those twists don't come along too often. Bruce Willis is dead. Not. It was crazy. Wait, that was it right there. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Cut yeah. that We're going to bleep that. <laughs> Um, Apologies to all of you. Well, last last question, Hilton. Just let everybody know where they can find you on uh, the. You the... can find me in the streets of Baltimore, man. Uh, maybe posted at the bar at Bar Clavel. Okay. Um, you can check me. Uh, maybe getting a scoop of ice cream over at the Charmery, or uh, maybe having another bite of bite to eat at uh, Orto Baltimore. I'm sure all, all my friends, man. But um, you can find me on Instagram at Hilton Carter or on Twitter at Hilton Carter. And uh, you can find the book, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, uh, any small retail shops uh, here in Baltimore. You can find it at Trove. You can find it uh, uh, at Watermelon Sugar, I believe is, is what it's called. You can also find it on my site, which is thingsbyhc.com. Um, so yeah, on my site, I'm doing like signed copies. So amazing. that's been cool. But uh, yeah, man, that's it. Thank you, my friend. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Yet another crazy, inspiring episode. I took away passion, happiness, and just drive of this guy. Yeah, he's definitely another person who really reinforced hard work, which I have to say, it's like one of the things that uh, people hear a lot, you got to work hard, but then some people just don't do. Well, you should do it. Um, another thing I thought was really interesting, he commented on something that one of his uh, mentors had said, some for the rent, some for the real. And just meaning, you know what, branch out sometimes and make sure you're you're kind of taking care of yourself and your own creative needs. Um, it's going to make you, to your point, happier. Just another example of someone following their passions. Folks, like always, check out the show notes at creativehowpodcast.com and follow us on the social channels, Creative How Pod. Please smash the like. Please rate and review our show very highly. And if you're still listening to this at this point in the outro, thank you so much. Hey, Jed, did you hear our kick-ass intro music? Shockingly, that's out of our technical wheelhouse here at Creative How. That type of sick sound design is a White Noise Lab original. White Noise Lab is a music composition and sound design studio 
that works with agencies, production companies, and brands on projects for film, broadcasts, interactive websites, corporate videos, video games, and experimental projects. The chances that that movie trailer you just saw on you know YouTube, that's probably a White Noise Lab original more often than not. So whether you're looking to fulfill your sound design needs or simply need someone to collaborate with on an experimental project or maybe an experimental podcast, check out whitenoiselab.com. That's whitenoiselab.com.